but a voice comes through in my head and tells me, you have two choices. You either stay here, not accepting the experience and suffering the whole time, or you accept to be here because you don't have another choice. Mm. And I was like, damn, that's true. Like, I don't really have, a, I'm here. I don't have another choice. I can either accept to be here and that's going to make me feel a little bit better, I guess. Or I'm going to stay fighting this feeling the whole time, yeah. the whole time and suffering the whole time. And I was like, I'm done with suffering. This sucks. Mm. So you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to accept to be here. I'm accept to be here. So I was like, you know what? I'm in this geometrical forest now and I accept it. It is what it is. I'm here. <laughs> Welcome to the Creative Hills podcast, everybody. What's up? I'm your host, Anthony Brandon, and today we have a very special guest, Lottie. And yes, hi, everybody. I'm Lottie. I'm so stoked to be here. <laughs> how's it going? Uh, how's your how's how's your COVID experience been? My COVID experience. Okay, Diving so right into <laughs> um, beginning of the year, my COVID experience was really really bad. I was really afraid and confused and yeah just not really understanding what was going on in the world mm-hmm. um but it got to a point where i was just like yo this is not life this is not life just being afraid of everything just being all these heavy emotions not understanding what's happening in the world so i decided to change my mentality and change yeah essentially what what wasn't in my head because i was stuck at home and i was gonna have to be stuck at home for I didn't know how many months at the time, so I knew something had to change, and I started by changing what was in my mind. So uh, one day I just decided to, like, cancel all of the news channels that I had, unfollow all of the, like, news account, because Mm -hmm. every time you turn on the news, there's never good news. (laughs) It's only... (laughs) It's only all the most terrible things going on in the world, and obviously every time you see that, it's not going to raise your vibration. It's going to lower your vibration. And then you get stuck in this loop of like feeling bad and seeing more bad and then feeling worse. And then, you know, so I started by canceling all the news, told myself, I'm not going to watch any news anymore. I'm not going to be watching the number of COVID uh, people every single day, like yeah. just done. And I made a pact with myself that instead every day I was going to look for good news in the world. So I started literally just looking for everything that I was that was going right in the world every single day and it changed my life completely like every day I woke up inspired because I saw all these positive things and then I was uh brought you know to all of these amazing people who are doing amazing things in the world and like one thing like led to the other um everything just got better my life got so much better and I know 2020 uh has been a very intense terrible year for a lot of people but i feel like after i went through that transition Mm -hmm. 2020 has turned into like the best year of my life because after doing that and like choosing to see the positive every day deliberately putting in the effort to see the positive to be positive um i received so many opportunities and inspiration and yeah just it's been great i i started creating a lot of art and I'm really happy right now. <laughs> I love that. And for everybody watching you for the first time right now, mm-hmm. who who are you? If you were to describe yourself. Who am I? Who are you? Okay. I My name is Lottie. I usually describe myself as an alien because I don't really feel like... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, I'm an artist and I'm a very passionate being. Um, I love the thing that I love the most in this life is I feel like is inspiring people to get closer to what they're passionate about, to their dreams. Mm -hmm. I'm a dreamer. I am an artist. I love music. I love. Yeah, I love the human experience. I'm having a lot of fun in the human experience. And obviously human experience also (laughs) uh, has a lot of not so bright things about it. But I feel like the whole like spectrum of emotions just makes it so beautiful. Oh. I love that. So originally, <laughs> you, um, originally you're born in Brazil, right? Yeah. Born and raised in Brazil. Yeah. And from then, Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. Mm-hmm. And for, how long were you over there until you came over here? 
So I moved out here when I was 16. 16. I'm 24 now. 24. So it's yeah. been eight years? Yeah. It's been a hell of a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Like, what was it like when, when you first arrived here? So. Especially at a young age. Yeah. Was it scary? Very scary. I moved here. I was by myself. Mm. I barely knew English. Mm. And, you know, when I was in Brazil, I had this idea that, like, I'm just going to get to L.A. I'm going to start making music <laughs> and that's going to be it. But um, I didn't understand that at the time I was so naive yeah. that, you know, I had to, like, first of all, learn the language and learn how to be an adult. Mm. Learn how to pay bills, like, learn all those things that I didn't know how to do in Brazil. Yeah. So when I first got here, um, that's what I had to do. Just a lot of learning, a lot of learning. Um Definitely wasn't around the most ideal people when I first got here. <laughs> Had some bad influences. Um, went through a lot of hard, difficult times. But it was all worth it because it all, it all brought me to where I'm at now, which I feel like is the best phase of my life that I'm living. Mm. But, yeah, getting here at 16 years old, not knowing anybody, not knowing the language was tough. But I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. What... On your first, like, journey, like, when you first arrived here, like, I guess, yeah, I guess uh, 16, I can imagine what, mm-hmm. what it's like, like, just figuring out life mm-hmm. and just adulting and just yeah. figuring everything out. Was there some people that helped you along the way or that made the ride easier? Or what, what, what made you get through it on those days that you were just like, damn, like, what am I supposed to do now? Was it just trial and error? I feel like, obviously... The people close to me, my family, my best friends, like having them kept me going. But I feel like what always kept me going, even throughout the worst times of my life, yeah. was the inspiration of like my future self, like mm. my dreams, you know? Because like um, even when everything was, you know, going really bad, I always had the dream I always had the vision and I was like I'm doing it for that I'm doing yeah. it for that I'm gonna keep going for that like no matter how bad it gets I'm gonna keep going for that because I, I know where I'm going so I just know that this is a transition this is a moment that I have to experience all these things because otherwise you know if you just get everything that you want all at once what is the, even the point of being alive yeah. right just boring <laughs> the, at that point the journey has to have ups and downs and so I I, I always had that in me that I knew that no matter what, I was going to get to where I wanted to get and I needed to get go through the journey first. So that kept me going. I love that. So we met at Charlie's event down here in L.A., my first week in L.A. Yeah, shout out Charlie Rocket. Shout out I Charlie love you. Rocket. And it's just interesting how, just as we were talking earlier, like just the dynamic of everything, how the world unfolds and mm-hmm. how, how just little things, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, it just works in your favor and that's one of the things i've seen you talk about a lot recently of like Mm. how everything is always working for you and ultimately i feel like it's always working for you but the moment you choose to perceive it as working against you that's when it will like whatever your belief is is exactly what it will always be Mm -hmm. very true um before driving down here i was meditating and praying about like what message i should bring through in Mm -hmm. this podcast and then i pulled a card from my roomie deck and i want to read you a piece of what came through in this card because i think it's really powerful and it's it's exactly about that what we're talking about now so here dear one making a move from your comfort zone requires you to surrender willingly to a new life that is unknown to you Faith and dedication are two necessary conditions that will help you relieve you from what is not satisfactory in your present situation. Rumi sees the power of love as the maker of such change. He calls you to use this power and the energy to guide you to create a new life. By allowing love to be your guide, you will search beyond what has been familiar to you and you will be much more aware because you will be longing to dwell within the very existence and presence of your beloved. By submitting to love, you will be able to receive its spiritual guidance. Like a butterfly, you can break out of the smallness of your cocoon and fly to freedom and joy. By reaching deeper inside and utilizing your inner power, you will let the challenges that come along the way lead you toward a new and creative experience in your life. I think that's so beautiful and... 
I found that to, to be so true in my life in the past years. Like surrendering has been something mm. huge for me. Just trusting that no matter what happens, it is working for you in the best outcome possible for your life. Um, and, you know, when we, we tend to like think that when something bad happens, it's like, oh, my gosh, why is this happening to, for me? You know, like, why is this happening to me? Um, your car breaks down or you don't get the job that you wanted to get or anything like that. We just like get into this bad mood. But the reality is that we don't know what's in store for us. We have no idea what's in store for us. So by thinking that when an opportunity doesn't fall through or when something quote unquote bad happens, uh, by thinking that that is like ruining our day or ruining our plans, we are literally denying all the things that are in store for us that can only come to us if things, things go the way they have to go, which is getting no as an answer for a job that you wanted or having your car break down in the middle of the road sometimes mm -hmm. like all of those things like they're part of the steps that will take you exactly where you want to get but you have to like be able to get in this flow of trusting that's the only way you're going to be able to receive those gifts because when you trust and you surrender, even when things are not going so well, you raise your vibration. Mm -hmm. And when you raise your vibration, you get out of the loop of negativity. And then you can allow yourself to transmute from, um, you know, the negative space and receive the things that you want to receive in your life. Because I really believe everything is a matter of frequency and vibration. And you can only uh, receive the things, in your, the things that you are vibrating in the same frequency off. Um, so surrendering and trusting are two really, really important keys. And if you can surrender and trust, um, you will automatically be in a state of gratitude. Mm. Because for me, like in my life right now, I, th I think it's so funny. Like when I get rejected for anything, instead of like being sad, I have trained myself in my mind to celebrate rejection mm. in all senses. I'm just like, even if it's a person, you know, like coming to somebody, I get rejected. I'm like... Thank you, God, for, like, saving me from things that I don't need. Like, I literally throw a little party by myself. Or <laughs> if I receive a no as an answer for, like, a, an opportunity that I wanted, yeah. I was just like, thank you, God. I know there's something so much better coming. Like, let yeah. me celebrate because now it means that I'm a little bit closer to what I want That's because powerful. I received a no. I know I'm closer, you know? I love that. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Like, talking about surrendering mm -hmm. and... Just of like, I feel like the ego is always fighting against that. And like, we're always in trying to control yeah. everything. And I can relate to that a lot of like, in the last year, I've really, I don't know. Sometimes it's just really hard to let go of the ego. Like as much as I try, I always have like a little part of me holding on to mm -hmm. something. And like, as much as I try to surrender, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm in a debate, whether it's a balance of one and the other. Because some people could say surrender and then they just absolutely do nothing and then they just chill at home they're like let me surrender and then they just like they it's use it they'll yeah. use it as an excuse yeah. so i see both perspectives yeah. i see uh, same with spirituality i see mm -hmm. both perspectives of like the people that use it as an excuse and the people that mm -hmm. use it for their greater good you know mm -hmm. so I, I see both and i kind of i don't know i'm very i'm like a realist but at the same time i I don't know. I'm very open to all these concepts and ideas. Mm, and like, mm -hmm. so therefore I kind of just put myself in the middle and sometimes <laughs> I sway from one side to the other, depending <laughs> on the mood. So it's just like, mm -hmm. I, what are personally, what are some of the things that are practices that you do to allow that yourself and yeah. your ego not to get in the way for uh -huh. allow your surrendering? Yeah. So I feel like, surrendering is not something that you're just gonna say i'm gonna surrender now and then suddenly <laughs> changes you know yeah. it's it literally is something that i have been working in my mind every single day mm -hmm. um for example let me think of an example i don't know you you know i was just shooting a music video mm -hmm. um in new york last month yeah new renaissance and before i started shooting i put in my head no matter what happens, no matter how much things change or don't go as planned, I am going to be okay with however things come and I'm going to believe, put in the effort to believe that everything is working out best case scenario. And the reason why I did that is because a year before, 
I flew to Spain to shoot a music video, um, another music video. And I was not in the surrender mindset. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to control everything, trying to make sure everything went perfect the way I had it in my mind. And um, it didn't. And I had a really hard time. I had a really tough time making that video. Um, Came out of it exhausted. Like you... It was a very interesting concept, and I never put the video out because I was just so drained by the whole experience that I didn't even end up finishing that video. So for this New York one, I was just like, you know what? Like, no matter what happens, I'm going to trust that everything's working out best case scenario. So the real practice is when, you know, you have a plan, and then it turns out that the plan is not going to happen. You have to tell yourself, it's okay. Best case scenario, the alternative to what I had planned, it's going to work out better than what I had planned. And when you're able to, you know, tell yourself that story, your mindset shifts to positivity. When you are in a positive state of mind, you're able to find much better solutions to whatever is happening rather than when you're in a negative state of mind. When you're in a negative state of mind, it's just like, oh, everything sucks. Like, what am I going to do yeah. now, you know? You don't find solutions. You don't attract solutions. You don't attract people that can bring you solutions. But when you switch to the positive state of mind of, like, everything's working out best-case scenario, suddenly you get all of these, like, helpers that come your way and, like, make your vision turn out better than what you had in mind originally. Like, I experienced... Miracles happening every day since I switched my mindset Mm. of thinking like everything's always working out best case scenario. And I do that every single day, even like, and I say that again, like even when the car breaks down. Mm. And that's something that Charlie talks about a lot too (laughs) that I love. He he always talks about the story of uh, September 11. You know, um, somebody was driving their car to work that day and car breaks down. And that person probably thought, you know, why is my car breaking down? This sucks. But that very thing was saving saving that person's life. From yeah, definitely. The I, I, de- I can definitely see the correlation for that on a lot of different things. And going back um, to the music video, I, re- <laughs> I really love the music video, honestly. And it seems like, uh, what was the process like that? Like, where did it all start for that? Like, where did the song come about? Where did the idea, because I, I can <laughs> see, like, exactly... I can only imagine what it went through to get to where it ended up, you know? Yeah. And so, like, where did it where did it originate from? Okay, so that comes with surrendering, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, I was going through my transition in the middle of the pandemic from being negative to being so positive. And when I started becoming so positive, I started meeting all these amazing people. Mm. And I met this group of really talented people from New York, Mm. Shout out Steve, Nate, King P, Annalise. Um, I met them here in LA and it's crazy because the the director of my video, Steve, who I met here in LA just, you know, maybe five months ago. Yeah. He was always talking about new renaissance, this concept of the new renaissance. He was always saying, yo, new renaissance is coming, new renaissance is coming. And I thought that was really crazy when I met him because... Since like four years ago, I have this concept in my head of the new renaissance. And I've been thinking about it for years and years, how like I knew the new renaissance was coming. The new renaissance movement um, was something that like had to happen on earth again. I just kind of knew it. So when I met Steve and heard him talking about it all the time, I was just like, damn, like (laughs) there's something there's something for me here. You know, like this connection is not by accident. And for for everybody listening, uh, what? What does a new renaissance mean to you? The new renaissance is a creative movement. Mm-hmm. It's a creative movement where um, artists are coming together, stepping fully into their, you know, their purpose, the reason why they're alive, and um, changing the art scene, the music scene. And I see happening so much already, like how things are changing, mm-hmm. and how art art is really like has really been the savior. I feel like of this year, like. You know, people stuck in their homes going through so much. If there was no art to be there with them, I think it would have been 30 times, 30 million times more difficult to endure, right? Like without without movies and TV shows and music and 
can you imagine going that's through? True. That's true. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I always had that concept of New Renaissance and I met Steve and I told him, hey, I have a song called New Renaissance. Mm-hmm. I showed it to him. He was like, holy shit. Like, that's crazy. All I talk about is New Renaissance. <laughs> so that moment we were like, okay, we're going to have to do something together. Um, that was in September. Okay. And then in October, um, I was sitting down on my couch one day. I don't even remember what, what I was doing. I was just sitting down on my couch. And then I received a download in my head, literally closed my eyes. And I saw a whole movie play out in my head. And it was a tower of toilet paper representing, you know, <laughs> what happened in the beginning of the year. People freaking out and fighting over toilet paper. <laughs> and I saw that. And then I saw, uh, you know, the, the vision of, like, people fighting the reds and blues and all that, I just, like, saw the movie play in my head, and I was like, okay, this is the music video for New Renaissance. I just I just have to do it. So I called Steve right away, and I told him the idea. He was like, that's crazy, but I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. And so, like, 14 days later, I flew to New York, and we did it. <laughs> I love that, though. I love the fact that you were able to take immediate action, and you didn't, like, I'm guessing, and I, at the same time, I don't want to assume but I'm guessing there had to have been some doubts, but you chose not to listen to those. Oh, so many doubts. Right. Like the day before flying to New York, I almost didn't want to go because I was afraid. <laughs> and I think that's the difference. And that w- that's what separates a lot of people of the people that get the people that end up sh- having something to show and something like there's so many talented people out there that just never get seen by anybody. And not necessarily because they don't show it to the, not necessarily because they're not good or anything, but because they don't even show it. To the world themselves. 100%. That's been me my whole life until now. I'm like deciding mm-hmm. to get out of my cocoon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the longest time of my life, I never shared my gifts with the world. Mm. People didn't even know I was an artist. Nobody even knew I made music. Yeah. Because I, would, I wouldn't tell people. Like, mm. I was just so afraid of sharing. And so um, I went through a lot in the past years. And that's why I got really deep into my spiritual, like, journey. Mm. But basically, about a year and a half ago, I went through this near-death experience. Mm. And as I was going through it, the only thing that, I was, that was in my head was a voice telling me, you're about to leave this planet and you didn't do the one thing that you came here to do, which was to share your gifts with the world. I love that. And the voice said, you, re- you received all of these musical ideas, all of these melodies playing in your head. Nobody in the world ever got to hear them. And mm. nobody ever will because now you're going to die and that's it. And so hearing that voice in my head at that moment, I was just like, holy shit. Like, that is true. That's the one reason why I came here and I didn't do it. So um, that very moment I made a conscious decision that I wasn't going to let myself get on my own way anymore. I was going to do whatever it took to stop getting on my way and share myself with the world. I love that. And I love the phrase of if you die tomorrow, the only thing that will matter is if you did that, the thing that you love. Yeah. And I that resonated and hit so hard and mm. and I'm pretty sure who everybody else that listened to that like they really resonated with it and they really felt it as well like mm. it's just very touching um, and that's I very that. true to my heart because yeah. that's what happened to me like I saw that I saw the possibility of you know me dying and the possibility of me staying and the only thing that really mattered is that like I didn't do the one thing I was born to do in the first place. And I, I knew that, you know, if I didn't make the conscious decision to, like, change and start sharing, I would eventually get to that same realization again at nine years old in my deathbed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to wait for that. I'm not going to wait for that. And we all, you know, we all have a sacred calling. We all have a mission here, every single person. And mm-hmm. there are different things for everybody, you know. Um, for me, it's, it's music. For me, it's, you know, being here talking on the microphone mm-hmm. and sharing things with people. Like, I love that. But, you know, somebody's sacred calling might be being the best gardener in the world and giving the flowers all the love they deserve. You know, mm-hmm. whatever your sacred calling is, like, go for it 100%. Put your heart and soul into it. Because as you do it, you're going to be in alignment with the reason why you were, you know, you were born. And then the anxiety alleviates depression alleviates all of that because you get in the flow of living your purpose your you know your life's meaning yeah 
to exist. You got to live with purpose. Yeah. I find it crazy how a lot of times it takes extremes for us to, for us to realize certain things or get out of bad habits, bad patterns. For example, um, some people might not look at it this way, but the way I look at it is the coronavirus, this whole pandemic, it's an extreme thing that happened and it was necessary for us to transform into different people or different mm-hmm. just realize what's around us like the people i'm pretty sure there was people that all they did was work all day and they never got to spend time with their kids mm-hmm. their family they didn't acknowledge mm-hmm. these things and it took something extreme for them to realize oh dang maybe i haven't been spending time with my family at all maybe i haven't been doing this maybe i haven't been doing that and maybe i haven't been focused on my dreams on my goals and it takes such an extreme to really make us aware of all these things you know Absolutely. Absolutely. And I say that all the time. If things don't crumble, they can't be rebuilt. Yeah. You know, um, and I feel like this year, this year was really, really necessary. Definitely. Really important. And yeah. I've watched so many people completely transform their lives because they were forced to. Mm. And a lot of people transformed it for the better. And I, I've watched, you know, I've watched people getting fired from their jobs which was unfortunate in the beginning, but that led to them, okay, now I have the time to do what I actually love. And yeah, so many people close to me, I've seen that transformation firsthand and was able to like help them through those transitions. I just found it so, so beautiful. And that's part of why I say the new renaissance is coming. That, that, that's where the message comes from too. Mm -hmm. We are creating this rebirth on the planet. That's the new renaissance, like the rebirth so we have to go through this massive chaos so that, you know, we can build something new mm-hmm. starting now. And that's exactly what happened in the past when the new Renaissance movement movement happened. And we had all this beautiful art and all, you know, the life-changing artists coming to light. It was after the plague. Mm-hmm. And so I really feel like that's what's happening right now. We're going through this plague and then we're going through this beautiful rebirth that couldn't be possible if there was no chaos if there was no you know massive transformation true ultimately you um i i would just mention this earlier of like i saw you post a video of like you playing the piano and you were (laughs) really really good and so for you where do you see yourself taking everything artistically like from the crazy visuals to your own music like eventually where do you where where do you feel a calling or where do you feel going towards? Where do you feel your life is going mm-hmm, towards? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really, really passionate about filmmaking. Mm. I love making videos and I, I love, you know, making music as well. But I feel like for me, it's like the two come together. They Combined. have to be like together. So um, I'll be putting out a crazy music video every single month for 12 months. I love that. Yeah. Um, I already have one shot, which is the one that I shot in Spain. I'm finishing it. <laughs> Finally, a year later. <laughs> Getting out of my own way again. Finishing that video. And um, yeah, I'm basically an alien in the video. <laughs> have prosthetic skin and all of that. Crazy. And yeah, cr- crazier than the neurosense. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I see myself, you know, doing that consistently because nothing makes me happier than that. Like when I'm on set shooting, um, creating, like, you know, spending 12 hours on a chair getting up alien makeup done, like that <laughs> excites me so much. Like I feel like that's a huge part of my purpose. And yeah. all of my videos, I, I try to put a lot of meaning into them. They all have a message. Um, yeah, like even in, in this music video, um, I love like the little details to it. Even like that bottle at the end of sanitizer said mind sanitizer and just little details like that, that, Mm -hmm. that I see our thoughts are, they don't just end up there on accident. Like you really (laughs) make it, uh, you go out of your way to provide those little details. And I love that. Yeah. Cause that's something too that I realized when I, when I had the near death experience, that part of my mission here and the reason why I love music so much is because I really want to help people, um, get closer to their dreams and their passions. I feel like, you know, when every human spends their life doing what they're passionate about, we will have world peace. I really believe that. And I think that I want to contribute to that through my art, 
and through my music and through my everyday interactions as well, you know, just by you know, talking to people. Like I, yeah. I pray that I can leave an impact on people sharing like, you know, my mindset and my story. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's where I want to take my art. Just want to keep making crazy videos and good music and sharing uh, motivational messages in uh, every single one of them. I love that. <laughs> um, one of the things that I remember uh, that I wanted to bring up is that a few months ago, maybe, like I remember DMing you and you recommended me a book to read. Like mm. I told you, like mm. I appreciate you a lot, honestly. I appreciate you a lot for taking the time to to listen, to genuinely listen to my concerns or my thoughts or whatever I was going through at the time and you recommended me this book a return to love which mm. i literally just finished reading and i loved it i love the whole for me personally i in the last few years i kind of went away from religion mm -hmm. yet this book made it so easy to i feel like i could relate with any religion and it's just exactly it's, it's interesting i i really loved it and i i love the whole concept of god being love and mm. all these things things and i i i want to thank you personally for that because i feel like that changed a lot for me and love knowing that love is like the answer for a lot of a yes. lot of things 100 that book changed my life as well um it, I, it's funny because i read that book right before my near-death experience and again you know like that experience for me like i'm so grateful i went through even though it's scary like so grateful because it changed my life and again Best case scenario, even the bad things, even the terrible things, they're not actually terrible. They're just like there to teach you something that you need to learn yeah. so that you can get a little bit closer to where you want to get. But yeah, that book, Return to Love, is so beautiful, beautiful because the whole concept is, you know, every time you are feeling anything that is in love or any f uncomfortable feelings or fear, it's just an opportunity for you to learn how to love again. Yeah. Every time you feel fear... That's an opportunity for you to instead breathe in more love. And as you train yourself how to do that, like life just improves. Do you feel like definitely. that happened to you? Yeah, I, I definitely um, allow myself to feel more. And the thing that, especially learned here in L.A., mm -hmm. that everything's so fast paced, um, at least for me, it's been mm -hmm. a lot faster paced, whether it's relationships or people coming and mm -hmm. going in. The one thing uh, I'm learning a lot in, mm -hmm. in the last few months is like being vulnerable and allowing myself to to regardless of the time amount or the whatever it is like these relationships or whatever like being able to love and be vulnerable and if it all goes away tomorrow at least i can say that it existed in this mm -hmm. point in time that's so important yeah being in the present moment and like yeah. really really getting allowing yourself to experience everything fully yeah because i feel like in the past i would have like an invisible wall against me where like i wouldn't feel emotions oh. i wouldn't feel anything like i was just numb to it and i kind of mm -hmm. maybe past traumas i don't know i'm guessing past traumas and like little things like whenever whether it was friendships or mm -hmm. girls or all these things and like i would put up these walls where like i never allow myself to really feel and in the last few months it's a new process for me of like just <laughs> allowing to feel and with that it's been highs and it's been lows yeah but it's beautiful like i wouldn't trade i would give it up for anything like. i can totally relate with what you're saying because yeah. i feel like i was the same way um and my friends used to complain about it all the time like whenever i was going through something bad in my life i was never the kind of person to reach out for help you would just keep it to yourself oh yeah, always same. always yeah. no like people didn't even know i was going through yeah, something <laughs> i was always the person like i'm a very optimistic person so uh -huh. like imagine me like being in a house full of people and like a lot of my friends were like genuinely like depressed or going through it mm -hmm. and like i'm over here telling them like yo anything's possible guys <laughs> and i felt like such an asshole i'm like yo like <laughs> like like now looking back yeah. at it i'm like damn i was an asshole but like i just i was so numb that i couldn't even feel pain but at the same time i wasn't feeling the joy and it was just like i was just neutral and now yeah. i'm like being allowing myself to be vulnerable and just sharing like asking for help all these things oh that's so cool. good yeah. that's so important it's funny i'm experiencing the same thing the same shift and um yeah like i just a few months ago um i got out of a five-year-long relationship mm. and i feel like getting out of that relationship as well just opened me up to like deepen my connections with everybody that i come across like all of my friends like my mm. friends that i had for years i feel like 
finally like now I'm like giving myself the opportunity to really like get vulnerable with them and like open up and like ask for help and share yeah and um I was in New York with my best friend Nachi shout out Nachi we've known each other since we were like eight and I was finally like in a you know very vulnerable open space Mm -hmm. talking about things that I never talked to her before and sharing stories and telling her things that happened and she was like as we were talking she's like oh my gosh like that was happening in your life and I had no idea like I was there with you and that was happening and you didn't tell me it was like yeah like I don't know I just never allowed myself to be open in that way but i feel like the more we connect with our spirituality and get in touch with ourselves we get comfortable in our skin and we are okay yeah. with like letting people in and opening up more i we feel tend like to have less things to hide right and we realize that it's uh, most of the things that we hide are just we, there's no real reason for it like we just i don't know there's just like an imaginary fear of being judged or all oh, those yeah. little things Yeah, exactly. That's something I'm working on right now, actually. So I go through little periods in my life where I have like, um, like a a conscious um, idea of something that I have to work on to get better. Mm -hmm. So a few months ago, that was surrender, surrender. And I feel like I got pretty good at it. I'm a very, yeah, in the flow surrender person like every day i wake up and i'm just like what's in store for me yeah like whatever happens like i'm gonna trust it obviously i don't sit in my couch and wait like i'm working my ass off every single day for what i want but i'm i got really good at just trusting the process and not worrying about the outcome i think that's the big thing right like work 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 but like if it happens to lead you to another directions that's just what it is exactly trusting and like as you as you learn how to trust, you also learn how to use your intuition, yeah. and yeah. But anyways, but right now, what I'm consciously working on is confidence. Mm. Um, just be confident on who you are. You're not too much. You're not too little. You're just perfect the way that you are. And I'm just like telling myself that story every day, and that's something that I want to you know change about me because I've always been that person that like I want to get into a room and I want to make myself smaller because I don't want people to notice me. But I understood like you know if I want to make an impact in the world, if I want to share my story, if I want to share my music, I can't be making myself small. You have to be confident. You have to. <laughs> I have to get in a room yeah. and put my head up yeah. <laughs> and be me. And so every single day now I wake up and that's my intention of, you know, I am here that there's this beautiful mantra that I've been repeating my, to myself every day. I'm here as a force of good. Um, my creativity can change the world. What is the rest of it? I don't remember, but yeah, confidence is so, 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 so important. And I feel like, just knowing that you're not too much and you're not too little. You are perfect the way that you are. And it's so important to, like, be get used to talking highly about yourself because I feel like a lot of people are, like, never talking highly about themselves, only talking themselves down. One of the practices I'm trying to get into is just letting life surprise me because I feel like the moment you let life surprise you, it opens the door mm. to spontaneous beauty and mm. it allows... Mm-hmm things to happen and just like you said it's a form of surrendering absolutely i love that it's my favorite feeling also you know the whole manifestation thing i used to be so into it Mm. i don't try manifest things anymore Mm. because i just i understood through surrendering yeah that what we can try and manifest it's only based on what we know in our imagination and you know in our brain it's based on what we already know, but like there could be something so much better than what we already know mm-hmm. or so much better than what we can imagine. So if you're trying to like live your life just manifesting from what's available in your mind already. From what exists already. Then you're stopping yourself from the possibilities of like all of these amazing unimaginable things that could True. come your way and be so much better than, you know, what what's already in your head. That's true. And I, I experienced that happening in my life. Like, I was not planning on making music again. I was not planning on, yeah, being on that path. But by trusting and surrendering, um, went through that near-death experience um, and, you know, started receiving all of these things, opportunities in my life because I let go of ideas and I let go of, 
you know, certain outcomes that I wanted to happen. I was just like, I'm just going to open up to the flow of life. And then turns out that I'm here now being an artist full time. <laughs> and I'm the happiest I've ever been. And that was unimaginable for me just a few years ago. Mm. Unimaginable. And I wasn't trying to manifest, let me be an artist, you let know? Let me be an artist yeah. every day thinking about it. Was not, but that happened and I'm th the happiest I've ever been. I love that. I love that for you. I, that's definitely an interesting concept for me because in the last year, I feel like I've really been doing a lot of meditation and like mm -hmm. um, practicing these affirmations or all these little things. But I, I like learning. For example, that's what I've known up to this point. But I, I, I'm definitely opening, willing, and probably will try like of just letting things flow more and like less being in control and and it's important to like yeah. dream and like yeah. you know think about the things that you want but don't be attached to them don't be attached to them yeah. i think that's the biggest thing of just yeah being okay with whatever god the universe yes. fate whatever mm -hmm. it has in store for you like be willing to because i feel like a lot of times we we say no to things when it's not necessarily because we want to say no, but because we're like, oh, it might distract us from this or it might distract us from that. But in reality, it's like you never know what that one thing will lead you to, whether it's a, a relationship with a person, whether it's an, going to an event or like, for example, I remember when I was younger, I was like the shyest kid ever. And like my cousins would always try to get me like I'm grateful now looking back that my cousins would actually uh, take the time to be like, hey, Anthony, you want to go here? You want to go there? And like me being the shy, introverted kid, like I'd always be like, like, no. Or like in my head, I'd create a story of like, no, nah, it's probably lame or this. Oh or my gosh, I was the same way. Yeah. Wait, what sign are you? I'm a Scorpio. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> I'm a Gemini, but I feel like we have a lot in common in our story. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, I would literally just be, like, so to myself, and I'd be like, like, no, I did. I don't really want to go there. I won't have fun. But in reality, it's like, you don't know. Unless you experience these things, you don't know. Oh, my gosh. You'll never know. So true. So, 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 so true. And for me, like, um, a lot of last year, in the beginning of this year in the pandemic, I was uh, working as a coach. And I remember in the beginning, like, having these coaching calls. I was offering free coaching calls um, off of social media, beginning mm -hmm. of the year. And I was so afraid. I was like, oh, my gosh, who do I think I am? So, like, <laughs> be getting on the phone calls with strangers to help them. Like, who do I think I Like, I was so afraid. Yeah. But I remember every time I got on a call and I spoke with somebody and, like, the smile on their face or, like, I don't know, like, just them messaging me afterwards, telling me how much she helped them. It just made so much sense. Like, it made me feel so good, you know? And I was like, that's crazy that I almost let fear get in the way of me doing that. Yeah. Because I was afraid, like, so many times. Like, even New York to shoot this music video. Literally, day before going, I'm like, I don't know if I want to go. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think made the difference between you going and you staying? What do you think that, oh. that thing was that made you eventually go? Because I feel like so many people get stuck at that part of like right when it's about ready to sh ready for someone to shine or time for someone to do whatever like a lot of people unfortunately like they mm -hmm. just stop right before heading towards wherever they want to yeah. go like they just stop what do you think was that one thing um, that kept you going faith and determination mm. and lessons that i've been through in my life like just remember the near-death experience like and remembering that feeling and i remember the promise i made to myself that i wasn't going to let anything stop me mm -hmm. so whenever i feel fear now i look in the face of the fear and i go through it and i do the thing that i'm afraid of doing mm -hmm. even like i don't know if you've ever heard about ayahuasca plant medicine yeah i've been really curious oh, okay. trying that and having that whole experience like uh -huh. um i've been learning a lot about that along with like a lot of people that are in spirituality kind of like intertwine all these things and mm -hmm. like and not necessarily one person that does this does that but like um just from exploring that realm like i've definitely learned about these plant medicines and eastern medicines mm -hmm. and all these holistic me mm -hmm. med medicinal practices and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a big fan have have you you're from brazil yeah. so that's I'm from brazil that's, yeah that's the thing though yeah. i grew up in a very conservative family mm -hmm. and um my family they're catholics mm -hmm. and growing up i i grew up like scared of ayahuasca and plant medicine because my family made it seem like it was something horrible but over there it's like a very known thing for example here in western or at least the u.s at least i'd like mm -hmm. to think that i feel like now it's becoming more popular but because not a thing that is like technically allowed here that people do here mm -hmm. compared to south america i yeah. know that that's a thing yeah. that happens 
more common over there. Yeah. Um, so over there, like you grew up or like the culture knows about these yeah, things? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's very common there. It's okay. very common. But it, I feel like it's divided. There's like half of the country um, sees the beauty of it. Mm. And half of it, half of the country is just very judgmental about it because they don't understand. Mm. You know, if you don't understand something, you judge it. And I feel like that that's where my family was at. Um, but me, you know, growing up and having them as my reference to life, I grew up thinking that, you know, plant medicine was like dangerous and it was, I don't know, bad. Um, my family, they like being so Catholic, they would always say like, oh, no, these things are from the devil and whatnot. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, so me as a kid, little kid, grew up listening to that like, that was stuck in my head. Like I was always like afraid of ayahuasca. So I was like, Oh no, I'm not going to mess with that. I'm never going to mess with that. But, um, you know, after moving here, um, living life for myself with my own head and my own thoughts started being more open about it, but I was still scared. I was still afraid of it. Um, but then a few years ago, I received a phone call from a friend, my friend from Turkey and she said, I am going to Peru in like two weeks for an ayahuasca ceremony. And I feel like you should be there with me. And I hadn't spoken to her in like four months. So it was a very random, yes. unexpected phone call. And it wasn't like a close friend too. It was just mm. somebody that I met in Sedona once randomly. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but something guided her to call you. Right. And so when she said that, I froze. Like I got chills in my whole body. And I was like immediately feeling a lot of fear because I've always been afraid of ayahuasca. I've always had that thing in my head of like, oh, this is bad. It's this mm. bad. But right then when I felt that, that fear, I told myself I must go because I'm so afraid. I have to go. So remember I said that like I always have periods in my life where I'm consciously working on something. Yeah. Back then, my theme was fear. I need to like do whatever that I got to do to get over fear. And so when she said ayahuasca, I was like so afraid. In the jungle of Peru, middle of the jungle like that, like no electricity, no Wi-Fi connection, no <laughs> nothing, no running water. Yeah. I was so afraid, but I was just like, I must go. So I told her right then, like, I'm go I don't know how, but I'm going. I'm going. Um, at that time, I couldn't really afford it, but I found a way and I got like the cheapest spirit flight and I took like five planes to get from LA to Peru. It was like so crazy. Um, but it, it changed my life. It changed my life. And again, like before flying out of Peru to have my, my ayahuasca ceremony, I was watching a documentary, um, the night before about people who died taking ayahuasca. Dang, so it was just paranoid. That was me. Yeah. That was me trying to self-sabotage myself. Back out. Yeah. That was me trying to find an excuse to not go. Mm. So I was watching that documentary, all these people that died taking ayahuasca and I was just like, shit, like I'm going to die. I was convinced that I was going to die. But because I was so afraid, I just told myself, like, I must do it. I must get through the fear. And it turned out to be, like, one of the most amazing experiences of my life. So I kind of just learned. I kind of have this muscle memory now that when I'm re really afraid of something, it's going to be amazing. So I just have to go. What do you think were the biggest takeaways that you got from that trip? The biggest takeaway for me in the ayahuasca experience was to learn how to be in the present moment and how being in the present moment alleviates all fears. Mm -hmm. um, so basically what happened to me is that <laughs> um, I was in the, in the Malacca. Malacca is this wooden platform with like open walls in the middle of the jungle where you have the ayahuasca ceremony. So you have like little mats on the floor and it's a circle and each person has a bucket because when you take plant medicine it's normal to purge yeah so we're sitting there in the circle and the shaman starts serving the ayahuasca to everybody um i was scared so i decided i was going to be the last one so everybody goes takes their little tea and then it's my turn finally after like 10 people go yeah um so the shaman looks at me and she says come on come here to the middle i'm gonna give you your cup i look at her and i say juanita I'm not taking it. I'm not going to do it. She looks at me and she's like, why? And I say, I'm afraid. Like, I'm legit terrified of dying. And it was all in, in Spanish with my broken Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks at me back and she says in Spanish, Ayahuasca non te mata, se transforma. Which means ayahuasca doesn't kill you, it transforms you. <laughs> So at that moment, I was like, damn, okay. I came all the way here to face my fear. I'm not going to back down right now. I looked at her and I said, 
Let's transform. Let's transform. <laughs> so I go to the middle. I drink the ayahuasca. Go back to my little mat and just sit and wait. I was meditating in my head. I was uh, chanting a mantra. But at that point, because everyone else had already taken it, they were already feeling the effects and I wasn't. When I say they were already feeling the effects, I mean people were like moaning and like moving their body really weird, like like this. You're just like, like, what's going on right now? Yeah, some people had already started purging, throwing up. So I started getting really scared because I was 100% sober still, right? Not feeling anything. And I see like people literally like getting more and more intense and screaming like ah, like ooh, moving really weird so i was like damn what did i just get myself into so all of like my family judgmental mindset about ayahuasca started pouring and pouring in my head <laughs> and i was just like oh my gosh i'm about to go through that right now what was i thinking what was i thinking <laughs> so <laughs> i told myself you know what i'm gonna throw up before this thing hits me so that i don't feel any effects like, I, I, I was set in my decision. I told myself, I, you know, this is stupid. This is crazy. So I go outside on the grass. I kneel on the floor. And I tell myself, I'm going to put a finger in my throat. And I'm going to throw up, you know, just so that I don't have to experience this because that looks crazy. <laughs> so I go and I try to throw up. And I hate, like, I hate whenever I have to do that when I'm sick. Mm-hmm. Put a finger in my throat. And I try to throw up. When I close my eyes, kneeling on the on the grass, with the finger in my throat, I close my eyes, I see a snake on my throat with my eyes closed. Obviously, it was my imagination, but I see it very clear and I feel it. <laughs> As I see the snake on my throat, I hear a very, very annoying voice telling me, Larissa, you're not going to throw up now. I'm coming for you. And I was like, what was that? Because, you know, the ayahuasca was starting to hit me and the voice just sounded so real. It felt so real. So I got scared. I was like, holy shit, what was that? And I was like, I'm going to throw up. I don't care about you. I'm going to throw up. I put two fingers in my throat. I was like, I don't care. This is getting out of my system. Two fingers on my throat. I see two snakes on my throat. And the annoying voice again. No, 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 no. You're not going to throw up now. I'm coming for you. I swear to God, the voice was telling me that. And I was just like, okay, this is insane. So I stand up. I go to the organizer who was taking care of the whole group. And I'd say, "Um, Holly, I really need to throw up, but I'm not being able to. Can you give me some water with sugar? Because it's supposed to help you throw up when you're feeling sick, right? She looks at me and she says, Larissa, ayahuasca is coming for you. (laughs) Accept it. You must accept it. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, no. (laughs) At that point, my vision was completely off charts. Like, I'm seeing everything geometrical. I don't see nothing normal anymore. Like, I don't feel like I'm in my body anymore. At that point, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I'm out. So she, like, walks me to my mat because I couldn't walk properly anymore. She walks me to my mat. I sit down on my mat. Actually, I lay down, like, facing forward with my head on the floor like this. Yeah. And I stayed stuck in that position for the next eight hours. Basically, couldn't move. I was, like, yeah. stuck there. Um, so when I was there, when I was experiencing the ayahuasca, you know, most people, they have a lot of visions. They feel, like, childhood traumas and all of that. But I, that did not happen to me. I was stuck in one vision the whole time. I was in this geometrical forest. And everything was 2D. It wasn't even 3D. It was just... This, the most boring image you could ever think of, like this 2D geometrical forest that nothing moved. It was just the same picture the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I was there. I was stuck there. I couldn't get out of there. There was no real world anymore. I was there and that was it. Like, I didn't remember who I was as a person anymore. Crazy. Yeah, I was just there. I was just part of that thing. And I was in this 2D geometrical forest and time was going by so slow. It felt terrible. Mm-hmm. It felt horrible. I was just like... This is my life from now on. So you felt like weeks were partaking in there? Oh, I felt like, I'm not even kidding. I felt like I was there for two years. Two years. Without being able to move. Time was going by so slow. So about these uh, ayahuasca ceremonies, like you said it was a three-day ceremony, right? 
Yeah, we had is, three days. Is it three day nonstop or is it, for example, like one day you you go in, have these experience for like a few hours, then like take a break, go do whatever, then come back? Like how, how does that work? Um, so we had three, two days, one after the other. And then the, the last one was like a few days apart. Mm. But yeah, it's usually at night and then it lasts like eight hours and then you just sleep, to, you sleep after. And when you wake up. I mean, you're just still very much in the ayahuasca flow, so you kind of just want to sleep for the next two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but going back there to that vision, so I was stuck in this 2D forest. Time was going by so slow. At that point, I just felt like that was my life from that moment on. I just felt like I, I ruined my life. This is my life now. I'm just here forever now. Like, my family was right. You know, my family <laughs> was right. This thing sucks. Like, I was in that mindset. So two years go by in my head, and I'm still stuck. And I'm like, okay, um, this is horrible. What do I do now? And then I get the magical voice again. I always have this voice that guides me, <laughs> which I, I believe is my higher self. But each time it sounds different. But a voice comes through in my head and tells me, you have two choices. You either stay here, not accepting the experience and suffering the whole time, or... You accept to be here because you don't have another choice. Mm. And I was like, damn, that's true. Like, I don't really have, a, I'm here. I don't have another choice. I can either accept to be here and that's going to make me feel a little bit better, I guess. Or I'm going to stay fighting this feeling the whole time, yeah. the whole time and suffering the whole time. And I was like, I'm done with suffering. This sucks. Mm. So you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to accept to be here. I'm accept to be here. So I was like, you know what? I'm in this geometrical forest now and I accept it. It is what it is. I'm here. <laughs> the, I swear to God, the moment I accepted it and surrendered to the experience, that's when the forest started to move. And like it from 2D, it became 3D. And I started seeing things moving. It started becoming interesting. In and that, at that point in time, were you already um, learning about uh, surrendering? Or was that a new thing at that time that you didn't it was comprehend? A new thing. I didn't really comprehend it. Until later on. Yeah. Gotcha. That was the beginning mm. of surrendering for me, mm. for sure. Um, but that was a huge, huge lesson because the moment that the forest started getting interesting, I started to enjoy the experience and I started to like see the beauty of everything that was happening. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'd never seen life from this perspective. I never, you know, experienced my body from this perspective. I never felt, you know, I started noticing like all the beautiful things and I wasn't afraid anymore at that moment. I was just like, actually, I'm not afraid. I'm alive. I'm just having this crazy experience that I'm going to remember forever. And this is cool. Like, I'm seeing a geometrical force. I never seen this before. Like, wow, this is actually really cool. And I started feeling great about it. And I was like, wow. When you're in the present moment and you accept whatever's happening in your present moment, there's absolutely no reason to fear. Because when we fear, it's never about what's actually happening. We fear the thought, the possibility of something happening, possibly before it even exists. Like or we fear the thought of something that had already happened in your life. Mm. You know, we're never free, never fearing really the present moment because we're yeah. always okay in the present moment. I find it crazy how we dwell upon or fear upon the past and the future. Exactly. When in reality, like we worry about or we stress. We mm -hmm. stress. The majority of population stresses uh, over things that don't even exist yet exactly it's all in our heads yeah it's all in our heads and that's when i learned this lesson at the ayahuasca ceremony because you know once i accepted it i was in the present moment mm. there was no more fear I'm not afraid of the ayahuasca i'm not afraid of possibly dying i'm not afraid of anything i'm just here right now seeing this geometrical force and that's the only thing that matters and everything is great now and my experience completely changed and that lesson became something like really 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 uh life-changing for me and i've always been afraid of airplanes of flying and I remember that trip like on my way there from la to peru every single flight i was freaking out every time there was turbulence i'm like really really afraid and like having a little anxiety panic attack on the way back there was a lot of turbulence but i was okay with it because every time the turbulence hit i told myself i have no choice but to accept to be here because if i don't accept i'm still gonna be here but I'm going to be here suffering, <laughs> you know, like there's no way I'm going to jump out of the plane. I have to go through the turbulence, but I can either go through it, accepting it, deciding to be okay with it and just have fun 
or not accept it and still be here. Yeah. What's the better choice, you know? Right. Right. And yeah, I started doing that in my life, um, in general, everything in my life. Like I always tell myself I have a choice to experience it in a way that better serves me. I feel like perspective is everything. 100%. That was what ayahuasca taught me. And that's what I needed to learn, you know, like every single person... Um, when you take ayahuasca, you receive exactly what you need mm-hmm. at the moment of your life that you take it. And that was the thing for me. Like I, my intention of going there was to get over my fears and ayahuasca taught me how to get over my fears by teaching me how to be in the present moment, forcing me. <laughs> well, everyone watching right now at home or on their phone or wherever they're at, what, what piece of advice would you give to them? Start now. Don't wait. Don't wait for the perfect moment. Don't wait to have more money. Don't wait for you to have more time. Don't wait for anything. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, when we are waiting for the perfect opportunity or for the perfect circumstance, we're not really um, waiting because we have to wait. We're just afraid of starting. So that thing that you've always wanted to do, That thing that you've always wanted to try, but you've been afraid of, you know, your family judging you or what are other people going to think? You were never good at that or you never gave yourself a chance to try. Like, do it now. Start today. Start today. Because that very thing that's been in the back of your head, it's the very thing that's going to bring you the most joy because it's the reason why you're alive. Like, all of your dreams, your passions, they're literally the reason why you're alive you having that feeling that desire of wanting that thing in your life is literally like a way of god and the universe whatever you believe in, believe in communicating with you like this is why you're here this is why you're alive this is your purpose we're letting you know by giving this fear of like passion by giving this desire you know so stop getting on your own way get out of your way and and start today don't wait for the perfect opportunity because there's never going to be the perfect opportunity you're never going to feel ready do you think you're ever going to feel ready to start do you think you're ever going to feel like you're good enough to do whatever the hell that you want to do never there's never going to be that day but if you start you're going to get better every single day and everything's going to align for you because there's something just magical that happens when you start living you know your purpose the universe aligns for you the right people come along and suddenly your life transforms because you know you're, you're guided to all the people that are meant to be in your life who are going to help you get to where you need to get and you're going to help them and suddenly like you meet you know the most important people that you're going to take with you for the rest of your life and life just makes sense again your anxiety is going to alleviate depression all of that because you're going to start living um the reason why you're you were born in the first place. So start today. Start today. What can you do today? Something small that you can do today to get started. And if if the thought of doing it makes you feel scared, look at the fear in the face and do it anyway. Because the mm-hmm. second time is going to be a little bit less scary. And then a little bit less and then a little bit less until you're just going to be owning your existence. And then when you're owning your existence, you're going to be, you know, inspiring other people to do the same and giving other people permission to do that and that's when you're going to be changing the world so start today (laughs) start today it all it all starts with a little step i feel like a lot of times we wait for for us to have the perfect plan or everything just Mm -hmm. like you said it'll never be a perfect Mm -mm. moment or perfect opportunity to start and like usually the times that like i said like this pandemic or whatever like it takes unfortunately it takes something extreme but it it doesn't have to get to that point for you to act like absolutely like i feel like when those things happen it's just like the final call of like all right you're really not listening you're really not paying that's it. so true like all right like let's throw this little curveball at him think about push like in the right direction yeah a lot of people who get terminal illnesses a mm. lot of people that get terminal illnesses they end up completely transforming their lives because they're like okay i don't yeah. have another choice anymore so i gotta change my life and so many of the most incredible stories are from people that had terminal illnesses healed because they decided to change and then decided to follow their calling but it had to go to that point like life had to make them sick so that they could rethink their existence but you don't you don't have to wait for that you know there's a reason why you're listening to this right now and hearing this right now this is the sign you've been waiting for something brought you here something brought you here Uh. so we are telling you go do this all right so my camera keeps getting shut off a bit but Everybody watching, 
we believe in you and make sure you guys go for any and every dream you guys have. You can do it. You, you can, can do, do it. it. You can do we it. We believe in you. We love you. Go love get you. it. Go get it now. Today. Stand up your ass from the couch, from the car, <laughs> wherever you are right now. Stand up in the car. Yeah. <laughs> in the car. Okay. You get me. Park safely in your house and then go do it. Go do it today. Peace. We love you. We love you. But thank. It was nice having you on here. And for everyone watching, where can they follow you? You can follow me on Instagram, on Twitter. So my IG, I'm mostly active on IG. It's Lottie, L-A-D-I dot A-N-N-E, Lottie dot N. So follow me there. And then I'm on Twitter as well. Twitter is Lottie N14. Um, YouTube, just Lottie dot N as well. And yeah, follow me there and reach out to me. Say hi. I love meeting new people. So <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, If you guys liked this episode, make sure you guys like and subscribe to the channel. We're going to have a lot more creative people on here. And yeah, this is just the start. And make sure you follow her and and keep up to date with her journey. Thank you, Anthony. She has a lot of inspiring things to say, for sure. (laughs) I appreciate you. Thank you so much for stepping on your gifts and having this platform for people to step on their gifts. So we love you. We appreciate you. Appreciate you. (laughs) Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.